In this interview, I head over to Herefordshire to meet Heidi Chamberlain-Jones, the force behind Minx Media, a sales and marketing company. But she's also the founder of Eat Sleep Live Herefordshire, a much-needed directory of tourism businesses and events for the area. We talk about why online directories are still relevant, the importance of mixed marketing for businesses, and what's great about Herefordshire. It's fascinating to me. I'm learning all the time. I love doing this. I mean, it's, it's hard because you've got to prepare. You know, even though I know you, I still want to go through and make sure I've got a list of things. Yeah. Because my brain just goes blank when I'm, whenever I'm talking to anyone. Well, so. you're still carrying where you were before you got here. Yeah. And to get back into that zone and back into that person. And sometimes you don't know them as well as you think you know them, do you? Well, what are we going to find out then, Maddie? <laughs> I think we'll start right there. Oh, hey! <laughs> well, seeing as we've started already, shall we, shall we get cracking? Um, is it Lugwardine? Bartistry, actually. Lugwardine and Bartistry flow into yeah. each other, two little villages. Yeah, that's Lovely right. area. And I used to live near here, just down the road in Burleygate. You did. Yeah, very nice area. Moved away now, sadly. Um, but I'm with Heidi Chamberlain-Jones, who you can hear talking, talking to me. Um, she is the founder of Minx Media and Eat, Sleep, Live Hereford, which we'll find out a little bit more later. Um, and I met Heidi oh, years ago. Many moons ago. I can't even remember how long. I know that my girlfriend, now wife, mm. I think she was my girlfriend at the time. She was. She was. So she got involved with you um, when you started a new magazine. Mm. Um, was that Hereford Life? Hereford that Shire was Life? Y Valley Life. Y Valley Life, that's yes, right. Yes, that's right. That's right. And we also had a couple of other titles, uh, Life in the Marches. Yes. And previously to that, I'd been a director of the company that had a lot of the county titles in the West Midlands. Right. That's right. But that was Louise. It was Louise, She yeah. was doing some writing for us. And, uh, yeah, she wrote some great articles. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, I remember you had a, a launch party here, yes. um, which was quite exciting. <gasps> yes, that's right. Well, you're going back a good 12 years now. Really? So that that's, long? Yeah, that was a, a publishing company that had hard hard and fast publishing. So marketing in a different way, yeah. Yeah, and you, you're, you're doing it in a different way now. There's a lot of similar feel to it. You're still reaching out to local businesses, and uh, rather than just a magazine, it's actually something more functional and proactive for them now. Um, yeah, that's right. That's Right. At the time, we were Y Valley Media, which had a lot of publishing titles, if you like. So we could do contract publishing for other people if they needed a brochure doing. Um, we had lots of little books and things like that. And putting those together are often quite difficult for people. They don't know how to lay them out. They don't know what style they mm. want. A technical book, as, as Louise, your other half, was writing for a very technical company at the time. Very different style to something that might be more lifestyle related and, and features and pretty pictures. So, yeah, that was our speciality, was the lifestyle side of things with those lovely glossy magazines. They were. They are very, very nice. Mm. But you've since moved on from that. I believe yeah. you sold, sold those magazines, moved on. Um, let's talk a little bit about where you are now and mm. how you got there. So you've got these, um, you've got Minx Media, yes. which is marketing, PR, Yeah, business, business development consultancy. Yes, exactly that. Um, helping, training people in sales, selling skills, sales teams, um, sales management, mm. um, marketing, the same thing. Again, people sometimes have their first foray into marketing when they're in a, role, a different role in a company and don't know where to start and there is no sales without marketing these days. So as you go along, marketing 30 years ago when I was first in the industry was very different. It was just traditional advertising mm. and, and a flyer and a, a press release in the newspaper nowadays. Completely different. As you know, it's in your world. Do you think that's what, what it was like um, maybe 20 years ago or something where there was a set formula, only so many avenues that you could go out to? And it's 
it's quite it's broader now much bigger scope a lot of different things it's not just uh, advertising or editorial um it's social media there's a lot online in terms of websites search optimization um audio stuff like this podcast video i mean it's quite broad very, very broad, Ben, you're right. And this is where the generational um, side of things comes into things because um, the slightly more mature business leaders are used mm. to the traditional ways of yep. doing things. The new generation that comes in, maybe it's a family business um, who have got the next generation coming through. They're seeing the more dynamic ways of doing it. But there is a big misconception that it's everything is online now. Mm. It's not. Yeah. Those traditional ways of putting yourself out there are still there and are still very, very effective. You cannot beat having that really tangible relationship with somebody face to face. And that's one of the things I think digital, one of the challenges that it faces is how they can personalise yeah that virtual side of things and that's what people like yourself are working towards all the time is how you can make that real connection with people yeah i found that even though our company is mainly focused on helping companies in the digital realm that actually the best contacts and leads that we get are through people we meet in real life so it's people we meet through maybe more conventional networking or going to workshops or just getting together and collaborating with people that's where you make the real bonds and then uh, learn how to uh, take that online, really. Um, so, Heidi, could you just explain a little bit more about what you do? Maybe take us through an example project from Minx Media mm. about how you would approach it working with a company and sort of the challenges you might come up against. Well, um, if I take an example, there's a fantastic place out towards Kington. I won't name the business, but it's a, it's a wonderful business that um, deals with schools uh, predominantly and children looking for a venue to go to where they can play music. They go on mass. Schools go there throughout the year mm -hmm. and they will take their children there. It's not an activity centre. It's more of an educational trip. Right. And it's in a beautiful big manor house, lovely grounds around it. And that particular company was saying we're full to capacity at certain times of the year because all the schools want the same dates. But how can we reach different markets that will still use our facilities, but will also fill in the gaps mm. of the year where we know we've got capacity and we can maximise it because we cannot make any more out of what we're doing with the offer in those particular full times. So that's where somebody like myself, who doesn't have perhaps an emotional or um, historical attachment to that business will come in and see it through what I call clean eyes. Yeah. So um, when you're in a business, it's very hard to take a step back and get shake off all of the things that you're attached to within that business yeah, and some of the, yes and so we do it ourselves um and some of the things that um you feel that you've always done or you can't do and then i come along and i say okay what's your business goal how can we look at achieving that? Let's look at the avenues that you're using now, your routes to market. Let's look at where else you might go to. And let's look at the different elements of how you're delivering that, mm -hmm. whether it is through a selling aspect. Um, some people find selling an ugly word, but... Um, they Everyone's can, a salesperson, well, really. You're exactly right, Ben. Every person from the receptionist, from the person yeah. that picks up the phone, right the way through, the person that you might meet cutting the hedges, mm -hmm. they still have to have that sales persona about them that happy face that experience face mm -hmm. so um yes and then perhaps look at marketing which shouldn't be confused with sales mm -hmm. um and how that could help them on their journey um and then marry all of that together 
And I think the big danger now with a lot of companies is that they feel they should be doing it all and they're overwhelmed by it and everybody's telling them they should be on Facebook, everybody's telling them they should be on LinkedIn or they should be e-marketing. And not everything is right for everybody. Yeah, I agree. So that's what Minx helps them to do is to filter down what is specifically right for their business mm. and to look at taking it bite by bite, piece by piece and looking at the resources that they've got in their business to be able to deliver that or whether they might need to outsource some of that expertise to somebody that does it better um, and more quickly and mm. more effectively um, because sometimes it's too expensive to bring people in-house and train them up if you don't have the knowledge yep. to do that. Get an expert to do the specialist things. Why, why not? It is more cost-effective in the long run. And sometimes you want to experiment with something. So you don't really want to bring an employee in or train an employee up um, to run a particular campaign which requires some expertise. Maybe it's more graphical work um, or coming up with copywriting slogans, that sort of thing. To get an employee to that point, unless they're there already, is quite expensive. It's going to take time. So having bringing someone like you in who has partners and resources, you can put something together like that, even if it's an experiment which they can run and hopefully it's successful. They know whether to invest more money either in you and your partners to, to, to run that again and keep doing it or, or bring it in-house. But then you can go on and do other things with them and sort of help grow the company. Exactly. And a lot of people a... don't think that way. They think, no, I must do it all, all myself. I yes. must do it in-house. And sometimes it's good just to throw it out to someone else and get them to work with you to try it. Exactly that, Ben. I mean, for example, I'm... I'm in marketing and I know what perhaps should happen with a website and what could be achieved with a website, but I'm not a web developer, I'm not a programmer, I'm mm. not a web designer. I would then pass them on to someone like yourself who could then create that, who could then look at the add-ons onto that digital marketing side. That might be your area of expertise. Nobody is great at everything. No. I'm good at a lot of things, but please don't eat my cakes. They are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so why marketing? What what brought you into that area? What started all this off? What is it about marketing and sales that attracts you to that area? Well, it was kind of a natural evolution for me, I guess. When um, I very first started out in the workplace, I was 16. I'm um, on the wrong side <laughs> of um, half a century now. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. But um, I worked in a retail environment. I worked for Marks and Spencer. Right. Um, and I worked there for seven long, long, long years. Um, and then Marks and Spencer introduced the charge card, their mm. own charge card, way after everybody else had introduced a store card because their philosophy was to let everybody test the water and then see if they could do it. Yep. And I seemed to have a natural affiliation for being able to sell the charge card. Um, and that was my first foray into sales. And then somebody said to me, you ought to do this as a profession. You could make a lot more money. So I looked around for a sales job. And as it happened, I started working for a local newspaper. There was an advertising sales job for a local newspaper. So therefore, in inverted commas, I went into media sales, mm -hmm. if you like, not knowing that was media sales. And it was a natural aptitude that I seemed to have. Give me something to sell. And as people say, I can sell snow to Eskimos. So you naturally started to get into that sales slash marketing environment. Mm -hmm. And because of the sector that I was selling into, which was the media sector, um, it was newspapers. It came hand in hand with marketing. You started to become... Um, if you were a good salesperson, you weren't just selling them a particular product. You were looking at how that could realistically link in with the other elements of what they were doing in their business. So it evolved from there. Mm -hmm. And gradually, I kind of stayed in that publishing and newspaper sector. But that naturally then went digital. Yep. That naturally, the sector I was in took me into marketing. 
And then I stepped away from the selling side and went into the consultancy side. And you're quite a lively, friendly, um, when, I, when I meet with you, we'll chat a lot. Um, do you think that helps in marketing? Do you think everyone who, who is um, doing sales or performing sales within a company or marketing, do they need to be outgoing all the time? Or is that just something that it works well for you? But there are other ways, if you're more introverted, that you can use that to your advantage. I think there's lots of different types of salespeople. And I think one of the dangers of salespeople is that they do talk a lot mm. and they don't listen enough yeah. because you can't promote or sell something to somebody if you don't know what it is that they want yeah. as a consumer. So you can't apply what you've got or even sell with integrity and say, actually, what we've got here isn't good for you. Something else might be if you do all the talking and not the listening. Yeah, so maybe you've got the right balance there. It's being able to, you know, talk and encourage and, and listen and sort of ask the right questions so you can draw that information out of people and then they can become more chatty and actually tell you what they want and they're almost selling it themselves in some cases. Well, yes, some of those skills can be learnt because, as you know, questioning that you've brought up there is, is a really important thing, asking what we call open questions. Mm. Um, I've now evolved into um, leadership and management training through yeah, the Institute right, yeah. of Leadership and Management. Um, I retrained to become formally qualified in that and that happened again by accident um but it's it's very much about building rapport with people and we all gravitate towards different people i scare some people i'm fully aware of that i think i probably scared you when i first met you <laughs> oh, 20 years ago <laughs> but um and i'm aware of that and it's have you have to have some emotional intelligence but also i think that's fine i don't that you you cannot whoever you are you cannot appeal to everyone it's just not it's not going to work because you will be sort of a muddy water and aren't going to be very interesting to anyone. It's better that you are dominant in a certain direction because then people will gravitate you towards you for that particular aspect. Obviously, you don't want to be too off in one direction and distasteful and, you know, over the top. But actually, that's what can get you noticed. Like for me, I like coffee. So that's, that's one thing people do tend to know about me once they'll take me to nice coffee shops. I'm just just hinting here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased I made you one you earlier, did. Ben. <laughs> But it's, it's those sort of things. And uh, or you can be known for Apple Max. It's something else I like. So it's all those sort of things that I think can help draw you into an audience um, and help find that niche. Could you, John, run through a couple of big challenges that you've come across and how you've um, approached them and how you've overcome them? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges, especially in um, a marketing or sales environment, is managing people's expectations. And um, also in that private sector mm. where people feel that um, you should be giving your knowledge away for free and that all of this is throwaway um, information. Um, they'll um, come to me because I have a big network of contacts yeah. and they'll ask me to hook them up with somebody. And I think, well, actually, that contact is worth some money. My Absolutely. black book is worth a lot of money. Yeah. I have a lot of press contacts. Well, that's why I charge for my press services, not so that I can give that away. And I know that's hard because mm. we, just as an aside, we've um, we've tried to do link building internally. So that's reaching out to uh, bloggers, press associations to try and get them to put an article on their website so we get a link back. That's really hard. And that's basically PR. That's going out. Yes. And it's all about who you know. And I think... That is definitely undervalued. Yes. I know how hard that is and we don't do that anymore. Yes. Yes. It is a labour. And skills, writing skills, for mm. example, copywriting skills, um, all of the things, um, you could say the same for photographers. Yep. You could say the design. same for design. Yep. All of these um, creative sides of the sector, people quite often know that they need, they want, they see something they think they, that looks amazing, 
but they actually don't want to pay for it. So managing people's expectations of what they're going to get at the end and equating that to the value of money mm. that they, they, they forget that that graphic designer still has to pay for the bills. He has to pay yeah. for his mortgage. He has to pay the kids' school charges. Whatever it is, they've got to live. And how, how do you go about doing that? Because with certainly clip art, the availability of free online stock um, libraries of pretty good photographs now yeah. that you can get, um, video that's online, um, and, and what people feel is the free availability of this content. How do you get around or get people over that hump of saying, this is worth paying for because not only are you making sure it's licensed, but also you're supporting that artist so they can go on and make more photography or video? I think it depends if somebody has come to you in the first place for help or mm. if you're um, proactively going forward and canvassing. Because when you're selling to somebody, in inverted commas, you're automatically on the back foot because you're trying to convince. Whereas when somebody's coming to you, they're already seeking change and they're looking for alternatives. Right. So you can show them comparisons. You can show them value in a much easier way. Visual things make a huge difference mm -hmm. because we're all those types of animals where seeing is believing. So, for example, we have people that have leaflets and they'll say, well, I've got a leaflet. And you think, oh, that really doesn't do your pro <laughs> product any justice or your business any justice. And you try Because they've done it themselves. They've yes. taken their own photographs and they've put it together in publisher and then sent it to the printer. And that's great. And sometimes you need to go through that process yes. so you can articulate it to the printer and the photographer so yes. they can go and do their job much better because you've already done it. Yes. And again, photography, like you say, they'll take their digital camera, they'll take a picture of food or something that's really difficult and they'll think, oh, that's good enough. And then when it comes out in print, it doesn't look the same. So, yes, it is. It's, it's about whether you want to stand out yeah. or whether you understanding that whatever you put out there about yourself mm. says something to somebody. And is it saying the right thing? Yeah. In fact, something you, you said just there reminded me um, of the importance of referrals. If you go to someone, you're on the back foot and you're, you're selling to them. And that is hard. You really never want to be in that position if you can avoid it. Mm. But if you can get a referral mm. and they come to you, that, that trust barrier has been um, knocked down and they're trusting you. There's some implied trust from the referral. And, you, you know, your, your little black book, so, so to speak, um, is important because when you are referring someone, that trust is going along to that person you're referring. And that makes all the difference when they approach them to sell uh, to sell a widget or whatever you know, whatever it is they're, they're, they're buying. That is crucial. And that's how most businesses get work is through referral. And they re I, I do feel they, they underestimate that value of someone who is a great networker can actually refer things. You're absolutely right, Ben. And everybody would love to trade just by word of mouth. And there would be no need to spend loads and loads of money on marketing as search and promotion. You can proactively market word of mouth. You can encourage people to talk about you. You can do maybe uh, nice things little gifts that your husband doesn't eat before to encourage people. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, yes. To, to, you know, because it's nice, yes. but also it might encourage people to talk and, and share that uh, that experience of what happens. And, and, that, and that in sharing that experience, that's marketing there. People are talking about you exactly. without that's you having still to advertise. marketing, that's right. And again, you say about personalities. I mean, I have a whole plethora of um, creative people at my fingertips, but I try to match people that I think will work well yeah. together. And not just that have skills, yeah. but have the right personality to gel with a client yeah which is important with creative types yes <laughs> um so you, i want to i've got a question on social media i know social media isn't uh, the be all and end all of marketing mm. um but it's something that is that people do struggle with because they see it as something different from how they might communicate with with people how do you use social media um for, for mixed media 
Um, or how do you talk to other people about using social media? What are the sort of key things that they need to remember? It depends which platform we're using, first of all, mm-hmm. because all social media is targeting a different audience and works in different ways. It's not one size fits everything across yeah. the board, as you know. Um, so I tend to use it almost as a communication tool mm-hmm. um, to connect with other businesses that I might not have time to meet face to face and it helps to almost shake hands with them virtually. Um, I might use certain elements of social media to be a thought leader and to generate um, some discussion and put it out there to a wider audience mm-hmm. to tap into a trend. And it all depends what my mission is at the time. Right. If I want to, for example, get the other business that I have called Eat, Sleep, Live out there, um, Eat, Sleep, Live Herefordshire out there in um, a different way, which is a completely different type of business to um, Minx Media, I would use social media very differently to how I would for Minx Media. Yeah. So good link. Let's mm. talk about um, ESL or Eat, Sleep, Live Herefordshire. Um, this is a directory of businesses, um, mainly in the sort of leisure, um, hotels, restaurants, places that put on events. So a directory of those um, businesses in the area. How did that come about? Mm. Well, <laughs> thanks for asking, Ben. Um, Eat, Sleep, Live Herefordshire is only three years old, just coming into its third year. Um, really? So I thought it was older than that. It feels a lot wow. older than that. Yes, we've achieved a huge amount in that you time. Have. And certainly in the last 12 months, with your help as well, um, we've evolved a lot. Um, yes, it started out um, because the local authority, um, the tourism side of local mm-hmm. authority promotion um, had really dwindled. There was no government funding for it. There still isn't in, in this particular county in Herefordshire. And I'd built up quite a following in that particular sector through my marketing activities. Mm -hmm. and um, people said can you do something so I took it upon myself to um, look at remodeling what I was doing for individual clients and looking at what a destination management company a DMC as they're called in Mm -hmm. this trade um, does nationally and it made sense I'm never going to be a millionaire out of this in fact it would be lovely at this stage I'm a typical three years we're just starting to break even type of company Mm -hmm. it's not about making money this is I'm going to polish my halo here in a minute Ben (laughs) go for the knighthood nomination Um, but um, Minx Media supports ESL as we call it eat sleep live um, because this is my way of giving back something to the community it's about promoting Herefordshire as a destination for visitors and about getting the domestic community to use all the places to eat sleep and enjoy around the county so it's it supports the economy Mm -hmm. but that's very evangelical of me Mm -hmm. I still have to earn a living as well I have a very small team that does a huge amount of work an amazing amount of proactive work and we're birds of a feather and I have waited for people to gravitate towards me as opposed to trying to look for somebody that might fit into a slot because Mm -hmm. you have to want to do this. Um, We've got a wonderful website portal, eatsleeplivehereforture.co.uk, where you can go and find out all the things that are on, all the events, as you mentioned. The events are quite key because that's something really tricky I find on Google. Um, to actually say what is on this weekend for us to do, go and do as a family. Yes. And your listing's pretty good. I really yeah. like it, actually. It's got a lot of um, depth. That must take a lot of work to keep up to date. A huge amount of work. And, I mean, that's not revenue generating for us. It's just we want to make our portal of value. Yeah. So what is the thing that people are coming to Herefordshire for? Generally, they come to do something. Yeah. Then they look for accommodation. They're not coming because Herefordshire is this amazing holiday destination. Yeah. So we had to look at how that business was going to attract 
consumers and where the revenue generation was within that. So the businesses that are on our website are the ones that support it financially. The consumers are the ones that then come to that portal because it's such a great comprehensive portal. Mm -hmm. And there is no other portal that is as comprehensive as ours for what's on. And that is the high traffic area of our website. And that's what has gravitated us to the top of those searches so quickly. And it's actually quite a good way to look at any website. You've got this carrot almost, or many carrots, which can float out there on the internet and they're targeting things that interest people. And then those carrots, once they come in and they view that, oh, there's something going on there, that looks quite interesting, and then they're going to make more of a weekend of it, well, let's look at somewhere to stay. And you could look at any website like that. If you can have these carrots that go out and get indexed by Google, these pages, these blog articles, these things of interest that people are looking for, um, they don't earn you money mm. necessarily. They might earn you credibility, but they don't earn you money. But they draw people in. They bring people closer to you. And I think that's the nice thing about marketing. You're putting these seeds out there to sort of draw people in and then point them in the direction of things that can earn you money, like an online product or um, your shop or your service or something like that. So I, I quite like that approach. You've got something that generates all that traffic and then you can point them in the, in the direction of these other places. Well, exactly that. And it's a fine art, Ben. And that's where, mm. you know, um, I have a certain amount of knowledge and I know what I want to achieve through this. But how to achieve that in a very detailed and technical way is beyond my expertise. So then I bring in people like yourself. We work with all sorts of other little niche people to to provide that. But of course, Eat, Sleep, Live isn't just about that virtual web portal. Yeah. Um, we've harked back to our traditional publishing roots. We have a fantastic book on Herefordshire, mm. uh, which is called The Ultimate Herefordshire Guide. It's the only guidebook to Herefordshire. So in the same way that if you went to another county on a holiday with your family, you'd pick up a guidebook for that local area and find all the places to eat, sleep and enjoy in that area. Um, that's the physical part of Eat, Sleep, Live. Um, for those that want to be online and can get online around the county, one of the big selling points is have a digital detox when yeah. you come to Herefordshire. <laughs> you won't find broadband in a lot of areas that's true <laughs> um so we we have that side of things the joyful thing about eat sleep live is there are so many wonderful things to promote mm. so if you love food there's lots of foodie things we can promote we have fun with this mm. um if you want to go to attractions we have the most amazing landmarks you have castles you have animal farm parks you have lovely walks you have incredible things that are great places to go with the kids play mm. barns all sorts of things um, you've got great accommodation in some really unusual settings. There is, yeah. So there's so much to do around here. And that's what we love. When we go to a show, which is the other thing we do, is we go out and give Herefordshire a face to the world. We'll go to the British Tourism and Travel Show. Mm-hmm. We'll go some of the to some of the really high foot flow public shows like the Royal Three County Show at the Malvern Showground. And people always say, we had no idea there was so much in Herefordshire. And that is it gives us a glow yeah. because we know we've shown them that how wonderful yeah it's really nice mm. and, and actually something you said uh, about well this harks back to what you said earlier about not all marketing is just digital mm. i know that when uh, my family and i go on holiday somewhere we might do some research up front mm. just to get a few things that we want to see mm. but actually most of the activities we do we see in hotel lobbies and pick up leaflets or we get the book that might be of the local area because that's something when you've got spotty wi-fi or 3g connection you've always got this book you can circle things in there 
it's a very having i'm all digital generally mm. but mm. actually on holiday it's a really handy thing to have this resource that's giving you some inspiration on what you can do yes because otherwise you're we end up walking around looking for somewhere to eat and we're hungry and we don't we don't know where to go so actually having these resources are really really good um how do you keep it all going i mean there's a lot there's a lot going on here there is a lot going on. You're right, Ben. And if I think about it too deeply, I don't know. And we, we constantly ask. <laughs> Maybe how, that's the key. <laughs> yes. Don't think about it too much. Just do it. Um, but it's easy to have a scattergun approach. Um, I mentioned to you just as you came in to see me today um, that we'd had a team strategy meeting yesterday. Mm. And we do constantly have to keep evaluating what we're doing. It's very easy to be busy fools. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I say being a busy fool, it's not just about only doing things that make you money. It's about doing things that make things work. Mm. Um, what is of real value to the consumer? What is of real value to the business customer that is financing you? What is of real value to the team and the staff and your time? Um, and as a business owner and, and leader and team leader, I have to keep pulling that back together. And I think as many people um, that are out there that are owner-operated businesses, um, such as yourself, you know, many, many, many millions of, of businesses are owner-operated you, it's very hard to work on your business and mm-hmm. in your business when you because we're all operative as well as being you know that wonderful leader I can't sit like Richard Branson does in my hammock on the island of Mystique or whichever one he's got Mosquito Island um, I'm not sitting on my yacht in Monaco giving directions over Skype I'm here yeah so yeah I'm in it and it's we were actually talking about it that um, a lot of people don't spend the time to talk to their team or just take time out from the business and just pull away from it. Because even if you aren't able to, you don't have the money to engage someone to help you with that or get a consultant in, sometimes you just need to take yourself out of the business, even if it's just for an hour, go and talk to a friend about it, lay out some of the issues. Because actually, if you talk about them, it can help resolve some of those things and help move it through i know with um i work with fastershire in the area and going around and seeing lots of local businesses and um many of them i'll talk to them and they'll say how busy they are and how they struggle with um finding that time to do the marketing to think about their business to be proactive and we've just spent three hours together Mm. i said well you found the time to talk to me if you could do that every month then you're very happy happy days yes yes you're, you're absolutely right, Ben. Um, talking about the real things, running meetings effectively. Mm. Um, how, do you, make, how do you manage that? <laughs> well, shout at them. <laughs> shout. Stick to topic. <laughs> well, we do set a time frame. Yeah. We are, are, all our time is so precious. We all work remotely. Mm. Um, most of my team works part-time, so they only have a certain window. So right. if I take a meeting into that window of time, it cuts down what else they have yeah. to do. And they're all working to capacity. I'm yeah. aware of that. So we, um, I send out an agenda at least 10 days in advance wow yes and that will mean that i'll give them certain tasks with information to come with and it gives them time to do that without being under pressure because if somebody's only working three days a week if i've sent it out 10 days before actually that's not 10 whole days they've got to work on it so it means that everybody comes um equipped for the meeting and it keeps the meeting much more concise yeah it allows people who need time to think, or don't need, they prefer time to think. Yeah. There's some people who are very, well, they've got an opinion straight away the moment you say something. Um, sometimes, like me, I, I flip-flop between it. And others who prefer to think on something, have a deep, deeper thoughts about a particular subject, and may come up with better results because of that. Yes. Um, 
10 days. Well, I'm impressed. I mean, uh, you'll be lucky if you get an agenda with me a couple of days beforehand. So that's, uh, well done, Heidi. I'm pretty jealous of that. I, I mean, I find that difficult because uh, for, for me, uh, you'll, I'll know about that meeting in the future. I'll be looking forward to it. It's a r- real time. I get a lot of enjoyment with the team doing that sort of thing. But um, I'll be putting that agenda off uh, off onto the side, to the side, to the side until two days before. I'll, I'll try it for next time. Ten days. So it might depend how often you have meetings. We don't... <laughs> oh, every couple of months. It's yeah. Not, well, yeah. not too long. We should be able to do it. Um, so what's the future? Where, where are you looking to take um, Eat, Sleep, Live, mm. Mixed Media? Mm. Oh, another question before you answer that one. Do, do the, the two work together? Mm. So do you, do you find that developing this other product alongside, does that allow leads to flow into Mixed Media and vice versa? Yeah, very much so. And that was um, part of the business model was mm. that one had to serve the other otherwise this wouldn't be operable at mm. all um because i could take um five minutes ago i could have been taking a call, call about mings and it, if that needed a completely different mind frame to mm. um a call about esl i couldn't operate like that um so yes quite often when i'm going out and i'm seeing um a tourism client let's call them a tourism business um it, it could be a food and drink company it could be accommodation provider they might ask me what they can do even th- as esl um, I would be going out to see them and they'll ask me what else they can do about their marketing. And then I can refer them through the Minx Media side of things. Um, we run group courses, training courses. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I always said with Minx Media that I didn't want to do people's marketing. I wanted to be able to show them how to do it or what was needed. However, interestingly, you ask where it's going. We are looking at offering certain services, especially on the um, social media management side mm-hmm. of things, that we know that we can operate very effectively for people because I now have the right team to be able to do that Um, and we may pick and choose which types of clients um, which are more in our mindset um, that we service but we know that we can do a good job for that Um, and then on the eat sleep live side of things we're looking at adding on um, something called the pass which is a discount pass for the west midlands and we're looking at perhaps expanding eat sleep live herefordshire to something across the west midlands Mm -hmm. uh, because people will come to a geography in a certain drive time the discount pass will work um, as a card or as an app. So for those people that want something physical, they've still got that physical, traditional side. For the people that want to be digital, they've got a digital app. But um, it's something that operates very differently. They might, You might feel that there's lots of these type of things out there, but the way it actually works between the business and the consumer, the technology is really interesting. And the way it's all set up is quite different to other things like some of the more uh, the bigger brands that one might have heard of <laughs> yes because often you, you get these cards and you, you, your wallet is flooded with them and you don't know where to keep them yeah. I think the only one I've got is a screw fix one because it fits on my keyring. Yeah, that's the only one I've kept. Yeah, interesting. That's great. And those kind of little tips that come out in conversations, you think, okay, what makes people keep something like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like a fat wallet. No. Um, that's great. I, I look forward to seeing how that works because I, 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 I think that there's a lot of loyalty schemes out there. Let's use the generic term loyalty scheme. Um, which you, you kind of I, where was I the other day? It was a cafe. I won't name the cafe, although it's a good cafe. But their loyalty scheme, they had a, a sort of big banner next to the till for it. And I um, normally you encourage to say, "Have you got our card?" And I had to ask what this was, and he, he goes, um, "Yeah, it's a lo- loyalty card." I was like, "Okay, wh- what do what, I get? What do I get? Yes. This is good, great. I, I I come here quite regularly. Let's get let's get involved." Oh well, if you spend something, and it went quite vague, and it it felt like 
there was a lot of work I had to do before I'd actually get anything back. But that's not, I don't want that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ben. And interesting that you've perceived the pass as a loyalty card, because actually this isn't a loyalty card. Right. You, you can use it across attractions. For example, it would give you a discount at a, ver- a certain attraction. You as a consumer would have to purchase the pass. Mm-hmm. And then you but you would make your money back off one visit to a different attraction. You can use that as many times or as few times as you want to. Um, So it's not a loyalty card. There may be a hundred attractions across the West Midlands. In fact, probably more there will be that you can use it in so many different outlets. And you will be notified as to which ones um, have got different offers off on. You'll be promoted to to say, oh, have you thought about taking the kids here? Or... So you're buying into a savings. Yes. Yeah. No, I like that idea. And you know what? I think uh, um, you probably thought of this mm. is that uh, once people bought in, mm. uh, then it's they'll want to spend those savings within your uh, programmed uh, business partners. Yes. And so those business partners are going to want to buy in and make sure they're part of the, your directory. Well, the good thing is the businesses don't need to pay to go in. All right, great. Yeah. Oh, this is good. It's getting better, okay. isn't it? We'll find out more offline. So any businesses, attractions around the West Midlands, <laughs> come to me. <laughs> well, let us know when you when you, when you you launch. You've got something more to share. We can, we can have it as an, uh, a link in our, in our newsletter going out. Yeah. Um, so... This is a perfect person for this. I, I, I ask every business or, um, or person I speak to what two marketing tips or pieces of business advice that they would offer that would give the most value for people. Ooh, just narrowing it down to two is really hard. Yes, it is really hard. I've got a couple of sentences here that um, I kind of made a note on this. The one thing I would say is don't try to do it all. Mm-hmm. Be strategic. And the hard part is figuring out which part of marketing is the right thing to do. Yes. Take other people's advice, get the experts in to help you do that. Um, you can't do it all yourself. You'll never do it. Think about who you're marketing to. It's not about you and your business. It's about your c- customer. There is no business without your customer. Yeah. So you have to focus on what they want and how they want to be communicated with. Because that's what marketing means, is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, never stop marketing. Don't think, I've done it now, I've achieved what I want to do, and take your foot off yes. the pedal. <laughs> never, ever stop marketing. Yeah, it's that m- building momentum and consistency, and also understanding what works well. Yes. So you can do more of that and less of the stuff that doesn't. And you can't do that if it's ad hoc or, or very small campaigns. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, there is no magic bullet for it, is it? There's lots of material, lots of things to read, lots of advice. You can have support. But at the end of the day, you need to be willing to try different things. Mm. Great. Thank you very much. That's really good to talk to you, Heidi, again. Likewise, Ben. Um, So we can find you online at minxmedia.co.uk. So that's your sort of main marketing sales and uh, leadership. Consultancy, consultancy. yeah. The directory we were just talking about is eatsleeplivehereforture.co.uk. That's it. And we can get you on Twitter, Minx Media UK. Yes, indeedy. Is there anything else you'd like to promote? Oh, goodness, Ben. Um, No, I think people have had enough of talking (laughs) about me, me, me. I like talking about other people. Come to Herefordshire and have a wonderful break and look at all the fantastic things on our website, of course, that you can enjoy in this area and have a great time here. Lovely. Thanks.